Welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor Podcast. In this podcast, we inspire advisors with ideas and pathways to break through barriers and build a thriving retirement income business. We will interview innovative technology developers, business leaders, and successful advisors, then help you organize and execute these ideas to move your business forward. Hello and welcome to The Breakthrough Advisor. I'm your host, Eric Johnson, and today I am speaking with a special guest, Samantha Russell. Samantha is the CMO of 20 Over 10. Good afternoon, Samantha. How are you? Hi there. Thanks for having me. I am doing really well. Oh, I'm excited to talk to you. I think you are the first person that I get to interview that is really focused on marketing and uh, website development and all that for advisors. And well, I, I don't know. Let me ask you that question. Do you do this for more than just advisors? Uh, our core audience really is financial advisors and insurance professionals. So yep, yeah, that's exactly what we specialize in. Perfect. So let's get a little bit of your history, if that's okay. I'd like to start there. What brought you to this this arena, right? This, this as your job, I know that I've read some of the blogs, I've read some of your content, and it sounds like you love what you do. So how did you choose this to begin with? Yeah, great question. So I have a background in marketing and public relations, and I was working for Penn State University, uh, traveling around with the Office of the President doing fundraising and alumni relations. And at the same time, my husband, who's also a professor at Penn State in their School of Design, he uh, was working with a financial services company to update their brand and their website and all of their marketing strategy. And as he was working on that, he started looking at all of the individual advisory firms that were linked to this larger institution under their find an advisor lookup. Mm -hmm. And as he was linking to these individual sites, they were all almost exactly the same. They had mm. the same template, the same picture of a gray haired mm -hmm. man in a red convertible going over the Golden <laughs> Gate Bridge. And yep. they basically said the same thing. And he, you know, brought this up to the group to say, why is this? Like everybody's sites look exactly the same, yet, you know, we're doing all of this overhaul on your overall strategy. This looks really bad. And they came back and taught him more about, you know, compliance and how it all mm -hmm. works and the workflows. And so he said there has to be a better way. So he worked with two co-founders. Um, they came together and created what is now 20 over 10. So... I was one of the first people they brought in. Wow. I left Penn State um, and came over. I know a lot of people say I could never work with my spouse, but <laughs> the nice thing is um, my husband's domain really is in design and strategy, and I'm really focused on how we market our business and how we help advisors market their businesses. That's great. Begs the question, how do you guys keep work out of the home life? Yeah, and it's funny, I've gotten so many more of those questions now, now that you know, <laughs> yeah. COVID has sent everybody working from home. And yeah. even if you're not working on the same, you know, company or the same thing, uh, you know, you and your spouse are in the same house and or your kids or your dog or whatever it is. So, you know, I think the number one most important thing is to establish boundaries, have a mm -hmm. set place that's your workplace that isn't your bedroom or the kitchen table, but find a little spot in your house that you can carve out and make your own. And then, you know, have times when you take breaks. And if you are working with your uh, significant other and you are working together, you know, on a company, which I know there's a lot of advisors who do hire their spouse, mm -hmm. to remember that when you talk to each other, 
that you have to leave all the other emotional nuance aside. So if, you know, there's a deadline coming up and the other person says, where is that proposal? You know, at home, if someone talked to you like that, you might say, hey, why are you being so snappy? But at work, you know, they just have a lot going on and they're just asking for it. So not to read too much into uh, the way that you communicate at work and keep it separate than, than home. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great point. Um, my wife and I worked together for about a dozen years in a high stress environment together all the time. And it, it was, it was tough to get used to at the very, very beginning for the first couple of months. But after that, we got into that routine. We did set those boundaries and, and now there's so many, like you said, people that are kind of trial by fire with COVID. <laughs> they got to learn it very, very quickly. And I'm glad you brought COVID up. I, I want to touch on that here in a few minutes, uh, as far as some strategies for, for advisors to take advantage of this situation and actually come out better uh, by making some pretty good decisions during this time. But before we get to that, I guess my, my next question would be, what do you do at 20 over 10? I guess the entire group and also what do you do specifically to help advisors? Yeah, so 20 over 10 is a digital marketing platform for advisors. So through the 20 over 10 um, platform, you can either work with our team we have a group of in-house marketers, uh, website designers, coders. You know, we can help with logo design, writing copy, all that good stuff. Or you can use our tools to build a website yourself. So the website would be the first step, you know, creating that hub for your marketing. And then we offer an in-app or in-platform content library for advisors to be able to easily disseminate and distribute content that's customized for their audience. So rather than just us push it out on your behalf automatically, we have these fantastic robust libraries. Uh, 15 to 20 new pieces are added every month and you're able to go in and let's say the article is something like, you know, five tips to buying your first home you as the advisor could log in if you're based in Austin, Texas and change it to five tips to buying your first home in Austin, Texas, mm. if you're under 30, right? So we really run the gamut from driving traffic um, to creating the overall presence to dripping on you know somebody throughout that prospect cycle to once mm -hmm. they become a client, keeping them engaged through ongoing communication. That's that's beautiful. I, I am, and I know we haven't had a long chance to talk, but I'm a business coaching consultant and I have focused on advisors for many years. And it's so funny that you brought up the, you know, the website issue because I could go to one of my clients' websites and, and know exactly where they get their website from. And the content would be cookie cutter content that was distributed by the, the service uh, that most every advisor would have. And it just, it drove me bananas. Honestly, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on now. I mean, there's got to be something better. So to hear that, really makes me happy. I know that there have been companies that have kind of tried to get into this niche, but I know that you guys are really perfecting it, in my opinion, because I've seen some of the stuff that you're doing. Now, you brought up the COVID stuff uh, and, and kind of how we're living today, and you also brought up some website strategies, I guess, uh, as far as kind of leading into it. And my belief is that the website is probably the very first thing that an advisor needs to get done and make sure is really top notch. Would you agree with that or am I off base? No, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. And we see a lot of, I think one of the, the things that we see people struggle with, well, actually two things. Number one, there's a lot of advisors that are part of a larger firm and the firm's mm -hmm. website is not something they have control over. So they're out there and they're 
posting to social media, um, they're driving people to be engaged with them and want to learn about them, but it doesn't feel natural to send them back to the website if exactly. they can't control the overhaul of the website and the website messaging. We can work with advisors who that's the issue and just create specific landing pages for them that still allow them to use the firm's logo and disclosures and match the firm's brand, but it's specific mm -hmm. to just them. And they can send out hyper-specific content for just their own niche. But then in terms of the actual, at the firm level, whether you're a sole proprietor or you know just your firm's website's really out of date, I see a lot of people get overwhelmed by a website overhaul process. And so they start doing all these other things that they're excited about first without taking care of the website, mm -hmm. not realizing or not thinking through the fact that the number one way that someone will research your business when they're ready to work with you is to Google you. And usually your website is one of the first things that will come up if you've done a good job you know, with your website marketing and SEO. So I always tell people, you could be losing out on the ability to talk with a very high number of prospects simply because they're searching your name and when they land on your website, what they see does not at all match what you would be saying to them in that first initial conversation. So if your conversation with your prospects would go something like, we work with you know time-strapped young corporate executives to help them navigate issues such as capital gains taxes. But your mm -hmm. website homepage just says, an advisor for 20 years leading you to financial freedom. Those are two completely separate messages. Mm -hmm. And what you say on your website should absolutely match what you would say in that first initial conversation. Yeah, I agree 100%. I used to actually explain it like this to some of my clients. You can go out there and put flyers everywhere to get people to come to your open house, right? And and come to the home. You can make phone calls. You can put out advertisements on the web. But if they show up and it smells stale and it's got cobwebs everywhere, it's it's just old and and dank and nobody really wants to hang around there. And that's what a lot of my advisors' websites looked like uh, before they made some changes. And and right now, I was I was actually watching the news last night. I can't quote the statistics, but the the increase in web use during this time because people are at home and <laughs> they have nothing else to do let's be honest i mean there's there's so only so many home projects they're surfing the web and it's it's driven the amount of web attention is, is much much higher so what would you say is the best strategy or what would you what advice would you give to advisors right now that need to do something about their site for to take advantage of the time when people are on the web the most yeah, number one, you know, hopefully you're on a platform that allows you to make page by page changes. So for instance, on 20 over 10's platform, you don't need to do a complete overhaul to make changes on one page. So absolutely focus on your homepage. People will decide within five seconds whether or not to stay on your page or leave. So, and the homepage mm -hmm. is the number one page that most entrances to your site come in on. So spend time on your homepage first and focus on that unique value proposition. What is the problem that most of your clients or potential clients have? And what is the solution you offer to that problem? That's the way you wanna write the copy on the homepage and then find an image that's really compelling that will match that copy. You also want to make it really scannable, right? If you think about the way we all spend time 
online now, we do not read websites or pages on the internet like we read a book, start to finish, top mm -hmm. down, left to right. We scroll and we scan until something catches our eye and we stop. So you should not, not, not have big, huge, cumbersome, blocky paragraphs of text. You want to break things down into icons and columns and make it really easy for someone to scroll and scan your website and get the main message. Save those long form you know, content pieces for your blog. Then after your homepage, the next page you should go back and fix up is your about or your team page. So our research looking at tens of thousands of advisor websites shows that the three most visited pages, main pages of an advisor's website are their homepage, then next would be their about or team or bio pages, and then their contact page being third. So spend time on those team pages. Don't write it in third person. Don't say, you know, Samantha Russell is the CMO of 20 over 10. It should say, hi, I, I work with busy financial advisors who are accidental CEOs and need help marketing their business, right? That's a much better way to write your bio. So write your bio to be approachable and personable because people are ultimately going to choose an advisor to work with based off who they like um, and who they think that they'll enjoy working with more than anything else. So the homepage and then the about page second. All right. That's great. And for every listener out there, you need to understand during this time, especially with the market fluctuation, there are a lot of people that are going to fire their advisor, especially the advisors that just have not been great at communicating with them, whether that's personal communication or even having the opportunity to speak through the website, through chat, whatever that is, they're going to be looking for new advisors. So people are going to be actively searching. And, and just like Samantha said, they're going to be searching on the web. They're not going to just pick up the phone. I don't know anybody who has a phone book in, in their house anymore that looks up, you know, advisors and then starts just making, you know, dials. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, the last thing I used a phone book for Samantha, I'll be honest, and maybe this is sacrilegious, but I used it to start a fire in our fire pit backyard because <laughs> they, they dropped one on my doorstep, and I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Oh, well, that's nice yeah. thin paper to, to start the – we had s'mores that night. It was fantastic. Right. Anyway, uh, so let me ask you this. What are your goals professionally? And I, I don't want you to think that I'm completely shifting gears here, but really, what are your goals professionally, and where do you see 20 over 10 going in the next five years? That's a great question. We're really focused on helping advisors demystify how to do personalized marketing. The mm -hmm. industry's really had a hard time in the past because of compliance, being able to allow all advisors access to creating personalized marketing plans because it was so cost intensive. And then by the time you got everything through compliance, a lot of times it was out of date. To, to make it happen right now. It's it's no longer something that's slowly happening, but it's here today. And so we're hyper-focused on how do we give advisors the tools that they need in their arsenal to accomplish this? Because at the end of the day, most advisors are not marketers, nor do they want to be. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of them never even set out to run their own business. They got into this to help people manage their investments and and you know get on track with their financial goals and they became accidental CEOs and now they have to think about marketing. So we know that the best marketing is personalized and mm -hmm. you definitely need to be involved in creating and crafting that marketing plan if you want it to be successful. But partnering with with, with the right firm, they can really help you do that in a way that will produce a really high ROI. But, you know, maybe only take you five hours a week instead of hiring somebody full time to do it. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I, I'm going to take some time at the end of the podcast to let you give everybody all your contact information. I want them to be able to reach out to you. But I do want to shift gears now in the podcast to, to go for some more personal questions. Is that okay with you? Sure. All right. So when you're not changing the world through all the marketing and, and helping these advisors, what are you doing when you're off? So I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and I love to spend time with them. Um, I'm very lucky that I have a very flexible work schedule. So even mm -hmm. most days, I'll try to have lunch with them. Um, and we love, to, as a family, to take hikes. We live in central Pennsylvania, so we have beautiful, beautiful we're at the yeah. foothills of the Alleghenies. So we love to go hiking. My husband's really into CrossFit, and I love to work out in boot camp style workouts. And we've gotten the kids involved in that. So we are heavily involved in that. And then um, we've just recently, with all of um, you know the with the pandemic in place, gotten really into family camping. So we've been doing lots oh. of campouts in the backyard and nice. um, looking up places where we can actually go uh, throughout the state. So yeah, so just lots of outdoor time and family time. Oh, here's my advice: if you go camping, take a phone book because they light up quick. <laughs> I love <laughs> Sorry. it. I just had to, had to throw that in there. Oh, and and the 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 visual of a two year old and a four year old in boot camp is just fantastic. I love that. So I know they're they're working <laughs> my hard. My daughter's with you. really good at mountain climbers. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. All right. What is the best advice you've ever received personally? Oh man, I think the best advice is really at the end of the day when you're you know on your deathbed someday and you look back at your life is whatever it is that's stressing you out in this moment something you will actually worry or think about then i try to use mm. that as my you know yardstick every day as i'm making decisions so if i'm stressed about um you know a reply to something i posted on social media mm -hmm. or um, I had to say no to an opportunity and I'm wondering if it was the right call. I just always try to think of myself, you know, in my 90s, uh, if I'm, you know, knock on wood, lucky enough to live that long. And will I think about this or will it matter? And if the answer is no, then I just move on. Wow. Yeah, that's that's great. I I wish I could do that because that's something that I should probably, <laughs> it's probably a muscle you have to practice, right? I mean, you have to kind of exercise that muscle to be able to put it away and, and move on. Um, too many times I find myself grinding on something for a good week, you know, whether it's a decision I made or something I'm a decision I have to make, I, you know, I, yeah, it's a, uh, that's a tough one. I like that advice. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. I, like I said, it wasn't mine. I didn't come up with it, but it is great advice. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I've got a couple other personal questions. This one happens to be my favorite. Samantha, can you tell us one thing that most people don't know about you? Jeez, um, I am I'm one of those people that will meet somebody, you know, at the bus stop and tell them my life story. So I feel like I'm, I'm an open book. But I think probably uh, one of the ones people are often surprised to learn is that I have five siblings. So I'm the oldest of oh, six wow. kids and my mom and dad had six children in nine years. So we had a very, very lively house growing up in Cleveland, Ohio. And um, we only had three bedrooms, so we all were, you know, kind of shoved together. And I think that mm -hmm. actually is one of the reasons why I am such an extrovert was I'm so used to constantly having people around and just, you know, being in a very lively atmosphere. Um, it's really shaped a lot of my career choices and what interests me is those early experiences with, you know, eight people in a small household. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and to be the oldest, that's a ton of responsibility. I'm sure was placed on your shoulders a few times <laughs> throughout those years. Yes. Holy cow. Yes. That's uh, 
that is definitely a full quiver, as they say. That that's awesome. Um, did you enjoy it all? I mean, were, were, is oh, there yeah. any sibling um, you want to call out right now that just really? Bu- I'm just kidding. You don't have to say. That. <laughs> <laughs> don't point out which one it is. If you're listening, yeah. No, yeah, right. I I absolutely did, and I actually think um, one of the things my colleagues will always say is that I'm really good at delegating. And that totally comes from being the oldest of a large family. I was always, um, my siblings would call me bossy. They would not call me a delegator, but I would get, you know, <laughs> constantly be giving out jobs to get things moving along and, and done quicker. Um, so, yeah, I, I loved it. I love being a part of a big family. All right. Okay, now I've got a, a kind of an interesting question. What is one thing that you always give away or recommend? So, we could talk about it. It could be a book. It could be a movie. It could be pizza. It could be just some great advice. What is something that you give away constantly or you recommend the most? It probably actually comes back to more what I do. Um, one of the things that I see a lot of businesses not knowing about is the Google My Business platform. So Google, <laughs> if you go to Google and you search the term Google My Business, um, something will come up and you can claim your business online and it allows you to control when somebody is online searching for something in your local area, how your business shows up. And a lot of advisors have no clue that they can do this. And their search results, when somebody's doing a search for financial advisor near me or financial advisor Cleveland, Ohio, um, you know, they're not coming up in the results because they haven't claimed this feature. And this works for any business. You don't have to be an advisor, but you can put the hours of operation, how to get in touch with you. Uh, you could add photos of your business. Mm-hmm. Um so many great things, and it's such a great tool that can really improve your local SEO. Fantastic. Yeah, that, that's something that I've heard of before, and I obviously when I've Googled businesses or Googled just searches, um, you, you do see the ones that are filled out more. They have the hours of operations. Maybe they have a photo of the front of their, their establishment, and I have many times seen ones where they come up with a name, and then there's just so little information, maybe a phone number. I've got it before where there's a fax number but no phone number. You're like, well, that doesn't mean no good. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> right. uh, they definitely need to keep that stuff updated. And now you give great advice there. Now that's to any business owner. Now my last question in this part is really what is the best advice you can give to any advisor that's listening right now? So the best advice I can give is to once a month create an original piece of content that's your Mm -hmm. own voice, that's your own uh, take on what's happening, whether it be current events or it's a question you're constantly asked by prospects, you know, and create a piece of content out of it. So my favorite way to do this is to write a blog post that's 1,800 to 2,400 words to start. And then you can take that blog post and create a a quick video about it or record a podcast about it. But that one piece of content can then propel your strategy for the entire month. You can turn it into eight social media posts over four weeks, you know, post different stats from Mm -hmm. the article or quotes. But content marketing is really the way that businesses are going to continue to grow over this next decade. People are going online to learn about your company, to hear what you have to say about a topic, to see why you're an expert in an area. And if you haven't shared original thought leadership, you're really going to miss the mark and lose out on opportunities. So set aside some time. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it. And honestly, just once a month, is going to set you up, you know, head and shoulders against the rest of the competition because most advisors still aren't doing this at all. Perfect. Samantha, that really takes me to your partnership with InsureMark. 
I don't exactly understand everything that you guys do together, but I know that there is a partnership there that works really well and the advisors could really take advantage of. Can you explain that a little bit for me? Yeah, so it's really exciting. We have partnered closely with InsureMark to make it super simple for the InsureMark affiliated advisors to launch a beautiful, modern, traffic generating lead converting website. So we talked a lot about, you know, earlier why it can be so difficult for people mm -hmm. to update a website or they feel overwhelmed by the process. So we've worked with InsureMark to create a customized framework where they've done the heavy lifting. They've worked with our team to create the framework that we know is going to work best for advisors within their program. And it's really a plug and play option. So the, any advisor that is affiliated with InsureMark can have the single sign on through Hubbard. So we have a really seamless experience for them. They fill out a form and then tell our team a little bit about their business. And we're able to add their logo, all of the customized copy, um, create a beautiful website that will articulate their unique value proposition so it's super easy for them to get started with more robust marketing. And all of that can be found at insuremark.20over10.com. That's the website to go to. And all of the information about the process and how to get started is on that website. That's, that's great. I mean, here's the thing. Anything that a company can do to make it easier and quicker for an advisor to do their job, I think every advisor needs to pay attention. So every advisor out there that loves doing all their own marketing, that loves writing all their own material and creating all their own content and messing around with websites and doing all that stuff for hours and hours and hours a week, stop listening now. But if you're the <laughs> other 99% of them that struggle with that or just don't have a good solution at this point, I, I want you to reach out. I want you to reach out to Samantha and her team. Um, reach out if you're not working with InsureMark at this point. If you're not, don't know about InsureMark, reach out to them so you can find out what this partnership really truly looks like and how easy it, it is. But Samantha, can you give them your contact information so they can reach you directly? Sure. So it's Samantha at 20over10.com. And that's all spelled out T W E N T Y O V E R T E N. Um, you can also go to 20 over 10's website and learn more about our platform and the content marketing and digital marketing uh, experience that we offer for advisors, the really turnkey solution. Um, you can also connect with me on Twitter, which my handle is just at Samantha 20. Uh, 20 again is all spelled out. Or on LinkedIn, Samantha C as in Kat Russell. Um, I'm active on Twitter and LinkedIn and every single day I post really easy marketing tips, tricks, and wins for advisors, even if they're not currently in this program or working with us, that anyone can use to grow their business. That's perfect. And everyone listening, there is one other thing I'm going to tell you. I've perused the website and there was an article, I guess it would be called a blog. That's my age maybe. And the title of that article is What Coronavirus Means for Your Marketing, Nine Crucial Steps Advisors Should Take Right Now. Again, they've got tons of great content to peruse on their site. Even if you want to look at that before you reach out to Samantha, my idea is reach out to Samantha first and then start reading this stuff. You're going to get done a lot quicker. It's been fantastic. Samantha, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, and I wish you the best of luck with everything through this, and, and take care of that two- and four-year-old. I love the camping thing. Again, take the phone book, take some s'mores. You're good to go. <laughs> thank you so much. It was great speaking with you, and stay healthy and enjoy Absolutely. your summer. Absolutely. And the last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when we come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. 
This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your colleagues. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at InsureMark, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. 